Well, thank you so much, man, for uh, joining. Uh, it's good to have you. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. Wonderful. Um, uh, I, you know, I, like most of us, I'm not sure if I'm assuming you grew up on Spielberg, uh, you know, yes. 80s and 90s and in you know, the films like obviously he's directed a lot of films, but the ones that he produced that got really a lot of recognition were Goonies, Back to the Future and Gremlins. And yeah. Grem Gremlins has been one of the things that's been, you know, I know ever since the Internet came on, like in the late mid late nineties, there has been a talk about a sequel, and it never happened, right? Uh, and right, now right. the animated series, the mini series that came out, which I saw uh, uh, over the weekend, uh, and I was quite surprised by it in the sense that I didn't expect. I mean, it sh I should have put the two together. Uh, HBO, I didn't expect it to be for older gen. Like you know, I thought it was like a yeah, it's a little darker than you'd expect, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Lots I mean, of... you can't have gremlins without being a little darker than expected. That's kind of in the DNA, right? Even when yeah. it first came out, it was like one of those, you know, shocking parents were like, what am I, you know, I remember seeing it with my parents and they were like, should we have brought him here? <laughs> brought yeah. him to this movie? Yeah. But what's interesting great. it when the second one came out, that was less darker than the first one. I don't know if you yeah. remember. Yeah. That was more they of a comedy. A lot more into the camp yeah. in that one, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Awesome, man. I, I was going through your, you know, your work and you worked on several Star Wars um, animated series. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, right? At least that's what mm -hmm. IMDb says. Um, yeah. Just tell me, tell me your journey. I mean, how you came to be where you are, what inspired you, what got you into uh, doing the work that you do? Uh, well, I've always been, uh, ever since I was a wee, wee little child, I've always been fascinated by animation, you know? Um, and I think at a very early age, you know, film in general, but, you know, mm. most specifically animation. Um, at a very early age, I kind of, I knew that's what I wanted to do, you know, against my parents wishes a lot of times but um at least I had uh you know somewhat of a direction so uh yeah so you know right out of the gate I went to went to art school in um in San Francisco uh at the time I'm dating myself a little bit they didn't even have an animation program so I went into the illustration department and just figured mm -hmm. you know I'll figure it out you know if, as long as I can learn how to draw uh you know, at a certain level, then, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll figure my way into, into the animation field somehow, some way. And, uh, so was, uh, studying there. And while I was there, I, uh, I found out about some local studios that were, uh, in, currently in, in the Bay area. Mm -hmm. It's funny story. I actually, um, was catching the, the 38 L for those watching that are from San Francisco and know them uni bus lines going to uh, school, going to, you know, going to class. And I saw another, uh, another writer had a, a Simpsons crew shirt on. And so I, I saw this, this guy and I, I walked up to him and I was like, Hey, you were, you know, you worked on the Simpsons. He's like, Oh yeah. And, uh, and, but I could tell from, you know, from, you know, his bags and whatnot that he was going, he was heading the same direction I was. He's going, going to the same college that I was going to. And I was like, well, if you were working on The Simpsons, why are you, 
why are you going to school? And he's like, yeah. well, you know, I decided I wanted to, you know, I wanted to pursue, you know, some other things. And uh, I was like, well, then how did you get into animation? He was like, well, I just, I just went and, you know, knocked on some doors. Uh, and when I was, you know, uh, coming out of high school, I, uh, you know, did an animation reel and sent to some, some studios. And he, he was, and he suggested the same thing to me. He's like, you should just knock on some doors. And so he gave me a list of a couple studios that were actually in in San Francisco at the time. Uh, one of them being Twitching Image, which was uh, Henry Selleck's um, studio that did Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm. And uh, and so I found about out about them and went and knocked on their door, uh, and basically was just persistent and like you know day you know week after week I just kept coming back. And finally, they were like, "Fine, let this, let this, let this kid, let this kid in." And uh, that was my first internship uh, on James and the Giant Peach. Um, and you know, so I was going to school while doing my internship, and um, you know, met a lot of great people. Uh, sort of met my tribe uh, of you know uh, filmmakers that you know were into the same quirky things that I was into, especially in in San Francisco. Right. And uh, ended up, you know, uh, going from, you know, an internship in the story department on James and the Giant Peach to working um, in the ink and paint department at Colossal Pictures. The It was a studio that was doing all the Eon Flux um, mm. uh, shows as well as the all the liquid television, um, like interstitials for MTV at the time. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, so I just, you know, that's how my sort of animation career started. And, uh, you know, I was sort of a junior animator for a very long time for, you know, for a while um, doing like an assistant animator and then sort of moved my way up through the ranks uh, to story artist, um, directed some things. And then uh, I had my own studio for for a little while. Uh, called Maverick Studios based in San Francisco mm -hmm. uh, did that for a bit we were a little boutique studio and then um, I got tired of running the business and wanted to focus yeah. on you know focus on learning again and that's when I started my um, story uh, my story uh, career at, at Lucasfilm and um, started on I think it was the second season of the Clone Wars and worked on worked on the Clone Wars for about man like five years. Uh, took a break, went worked for Paramount for about a year. Then came back to to Lucasfilm for another five years. Uh, before you know, I I decided to to make the jump and um, uh, go to Warner Brothers to work on Gremlins and see what it's you know see what it's like in the uh, in the L.A. pond of uh, of uh, animated you know, animated studios. So that's, you know, that's how I'm, I'm you know, currently at, at Warner Brothers for past, I'm going on five years now, about four or five years. Um, so yeah, I worked on, uh, it was an episodic director, as you know, on Gremlins. Um, and then uh, uh, got promoted to be the supervising director on a project that um, got, got cut by Netflix, but it was a, um, Ava DuVernay uh, project, uh, Wings of Fire, of uh, children's book series. Oh, right. My uh, kids have read those, yes. Yeah, yeah. 
since so of mine many many times and uh yeah and so then uh yeah so then after that i was supervising director on bat wheels which was is another uh hbo max uh, uh children's series uh sort of like cars but in the batman universe mm. uh, and that kind of brings me to today so i guess that that sort of sums it up That's awesome, man. That's such a great story. And James and the Pie Bah, James the Giant Peach. Correct me if I'm wrong. That was in the mid '90s, right? Mm -hmm. Around that, yeah. So Yeah. it's interesting because I I'd be curious to know if you tried another place, which is where you are kind of indirectly working on Gremlins now. Well, not necessarily there, but associated with that. DreamWorks started around that time, and DreamWorks Animation. Yeah. mid like 1994 and their first film came out in 1998 and i've spoken to a lot of directors Yeah. and storyboard artists from dreamworks and was that ever in your radar On the radar? yeah Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. I think, especially when at that time, I feel like DreamWorks was doing like the edgy stuff, right? They were they like, were there was like Disney was like, you know, doing what Disney does. And then, you know, Shrek was like this anti kind of Disney, <laughs> Disney Yeah. kind of uh, property. And so, yeah, so they were definitely on my radar. I, I definitely... was interested in working with them, but it just, yeah, at the time, like I said, I was in the Bay area and, and, uh, you know, I was still in school and, Yeah. you know, still in college. And I still, I still wanted to do that. I still wanted to sort of continue my, my education. Um, even though I was, you know, learning, you know, I had a, an, another education going on actually working in the field. Um, And, uh, and, you know, at the time I actually, you know, as, 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 uh, sort of cutting edge dreaming dreamworks was at the time, I felt like the stuff that we were doing in the Bay area was just as edgy and just as, you know, it Sure. working in the Bay area at that time was like, we were kind of like the, you know, the little, you know, the Gabo, you know, the, the, you know, the, the outliers, you know, we were like, you know, trying to. You know, especially with like, you know, Eon Flux and, you know, the colossal, colossal pictures and the, the wild brain with the other studio at the time. Um, I felt like we were doing a lot of kind of work that you wouldn't necessarily see coming out of L.A. And that was, you know, that was pretty, um, pretty exciting, you know, for me. And there and, and there was a lot of like sort of diverse styles that we were doing, you know, and I felt like at the time. um LA had like, you know, there was a certain style that kind of everyone was doing in those studios. Yeah. And Mm I -hmm. felt like in the Bay Area, we were doing stuff that, you know, similarly to like even the East Coast, right? Like East Coast animation was was doing like the Beavis and Buttheads and, you know, stuff that you wouldn't necessarily see coming out of LA. So I, you know, I felt very proud to be kind of coming out of that, out of that tradition Mm -hmm. in the Bay Area and contributing to that at the time. Yeah. Right. It's interesting because DreamWorks at the time, well, in the beginning they were edgy and then they became, you know, kind of like they were trying to find their voice and then things went wrong. But I think it was in early 2000s, if not mistaken, 2003, 2004, when they did open up, there used to be this company called PDI, which made Shrek and Ants. Mm -hmm. So they Mm -hmm. bought that out and it became PDI DreamWorks. And they used to have a, a giant office or studio, if you want to call it, in Redwood City, which is obviously you Mm -hmm. know, Yeah. near the Bay Area. 
but yeah, then things collapsed after that. Um, but you know, mm -hmm. those series that you're talking about, Eon Flux, I, I don't remember seeing them, but I remember seeing the poster and the trailers when they came out. And of course, Clone Wars and all the other mm -hmm. stuff that has come out in the recent days. So, you know, your, your work pretty much is right up there in terms of the type of work that you're doing and coming to Gremlins. What was when you were hired by Warner Brothers for people who don't know how these things work? Was it were they they said that we want you on board for Gremlins or were you already there for something else? And then that came about. No, I was um, I was at Lucasfilm and yep. um, yeah, and one of you know, a producer um, came to me and uh, wanted to hire me to be an episodic director on on uh on gremlins and at the time you know i'd been you know i was you know i was comfortable at lucasfilm i've been there for quite some time and uh i think you know what sort of drew me to the project was um you know it you know first of all i was you know a huge fan of spielberg and a, and a huge mm -hmm. fan of gremlins right Right. Um, I've always been sort of partial to the sort of darker uh, sort of content. And I felt like, you know, after years of working um, uh, in the sort of Lucasfilm tradition, it felt like a natural transition to go from like Lucasfilm to Spielberg, you know, because mm. it, you know, they've done a lot of movies together yeah. and like, and I felt like uh, I would be able to contribute, you know, and 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 grow as a as a as a filmmaker, um, in that way. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So you know, they you know one of the one of the uh, line producers knew me from Lucasfilm, and uh, thought that I would be a good fit for the show. And so she reached out and, you know, the timing was just, was, was good. And it, and I, I felt like, you know, I felt like I it felt like the type of show that I could contribute to. And it felt like the type of show that all of my work at Lucasfilm would benefit, you know, like the show would benefit from, from, from the experience that I had working on uh, Lucasfilm projects. Right. And you said as an episodic director, were you specifically focused on one or two episodes? If so, which ones did you, was your hand involved? Yeah, in? I, I did the second episode. I did uh, the zombie episode, uh, where it's called, they're okay. called Jiangxi. Yes, yes. Uh, the jumping, the jumping zombie ones. Mm -hmm. And I did the, the, uh, the one where they, uh, end up getting um where gizmo gets stolen and okay uh, stolen closer so to that, the end yeah. closer yeah. to the end yeah. yeah yeah so there was there was a we, there was four of us as far as episodic directors go and then we had uh one supervising director uh michael chang great guy really really talented um and uh yeah so we would each you know and then uh on my team i had a team of three three story artists that i worked you know very uh closely with um but yeah that's sort of how it all sort of broke broke down um yeah great scripts the scripts were amazing um 
Z Chen and Brandon Hay were the uh, executive producers yeah. that were sort of the ones he heading up that. And the, the scripts were, were hella, you know, they were great. They were laugh out loud as you're reading them. So that really made the made the, the process and the of, of directing that much easier when you had such a great thing to start, such a great script to start from. Yeah. And in the, in the credits, it said uh, uh, Joe Dante as a consulting producer, mm -hmm. I think, if I'm not wrong. Were you yeah. ever in a sit down meeting with him um, like to kind of go I over? Would... Yeah, no, I wasn't. I think it was mostly Zen, uh, uh, Z and, the executive and, and Brandon. Yeah, that were involved in that. Yeah. And do you know, uh, even though you weren't involved with him directly, like what was it just kind of like, okay, after watching the episode or storyboards, this is what you guys should do. Was he, was he minimally more involved like Spielberg as an EP or was he intensively involved or you're not sure? Uh, no, I mean, he, uh, you know, I can't say for sure, for sure, but from what I know, I, he, I don't think he was that involved. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, he, he was definitely, you know, we definitely wanted his blessing on every, everything, you know, um, same thing with Spielberg you know we would definitely we would we would always have you know those scary Spielberg approval uh <laughs> moments um but yeah but it it seemed like I said the the scripts were so great the team was so talented um you know the notes you know always seemed to be pretty pretty minimal um uh along the way so um right so yeah, that just makes you know it just tells me that they they must have liked what we were doing. Sure, makes sense. And you know, working on the episodes that you were involved in, what mm -hmm. kind of even though you you know when you start with an animated series or even like a film, then you have a sequel. You already have these environments that are built you know for you, obviously mm -hmm. because you have to do it for the first episode or first film or second film, third. What were some of the challenges or um, red lights that kind of prevented you from moving forward? Any specific example and then how you guys kind of your team overcame it, whether it was through story, a scene, animation, storyboard? Um, well, the, you know, like I said, the scripts were, were pretty strong. Um, in animation, you always have, uh, you know, limitations of, of, you know, just sets and because everything has to be built, right? So everything mm -hmm. needs to be, you know, sort of figured out beforehand, right? Uh, to a certain degree, um, especially the way that we were producing them in story, we were, you know, a lot of the sets we were building beforehand. So, so there wasn't a lot of wiggle room, like in story to change, like we couldn't just say, oh, we don't, you know, uh, this forest is great, but what if it was at the beach? It's like, no, you can't, you can't do that because we already built forest. <laughs> the forest is where we're going to shoot our things. So, you know, there are certain limitations uh, in, in that regard. Uh, but, um, you know, I think the biggest challenge for a story team is to bring to life, you know, the words on the page and, and, you know, tell the story uh, visually as opposed to, you know, if there's, if there's a way of, you know, telling the story with subtext and acting as opposed to the characters just saying the lines to 
inform the audience how they feel yeah you know or what the situation is that's that's sort of the the you know the meat and potatoes of 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 the story team and how we can you know sort of you know bring bring an already fantastic script to you know that next level you know mm -hmm. um and that you know and as a director that's that's always you know uh where where sort of i focus um as far as like the different episodes the the first episode was you know it's the second episode so i think for that episode my primary goal was setting things up and sort of making things as clear as possible because i realized that this was a new world for the audience and i didn't mm -hmm. want them to be confused uh and i wanted to i wanted to you know uh ease them in into the to the sort of the the rules of this you know fantastical world as far as and, and you know as and as well as like this sort of the the tone of the humor uh the amount of you know the the tone of the scares as well um the second the the uh the zhang shi episode um which was i really enjoyed working on that one was it was a zombie it was basically a zombie episode and so i was like okay i'm gonna scare the shit out of kids that's my goal <laughs> you know right. i wanted to make it as as scary as possible i wanted to really really lean into the, the horror uh in in that particular episode and then the third third episode that i directed which was where gizmo gets stolen from the from the group uh that was the the emotional episode that was the one i was like okay i need to make I need to make the audience cry. That's that's my goal in this one. I don't know if I hit it, but like that was right. sort of the driving force in in that particular episode. And I would, you know, I would, you know, when we would have our sort of story launches with the team, you know, I'd let them know up front, like this is this is the this is the the target that we're going for emotionally. Um, and so whatever we need to do to, you know, uh lead us to that end goal um let's let's work together and find find that so yeah so that i, I guess if that answers your question yeah yeah, yeah. it does um, it does what inspires you like what it, not necessarily in context of gremlins like when you're about to get on to work on a project what mm -hmm. kind of inspiration where do you draw your inspiration from obviously it has to be depending on the theme that you're going like what you're working on but is there any particular inspiration that you draw from do you have a process like that or you just jump right in yeah well i mean it's a, it, it really depends on the, what i'm working on you know let's so, say gremlin like a, yeah so gremlin like i mean even as specific as the you know as the episode right so like the zhang shi i watched a ton of like night of the living dead i mean these you know like like they're like i i jumped onto the to i agreed to work on the project because i knew that the genre itself had all these things that I was already in, or interested in, right? Right. So, um, so yeah. So for you know, for like for that episode, I you know, I just devoured a bunch of like horror movies, which is something that I already love, right? Mm. Um. So, so yeah. I mean, you know, you you know, you try to take from you know, as well as like, you know, taking from life as much as possible too. you know, like with the, the more heartfelt episode in the end, 
you know, where, you know, Gizmo is stolen away from his, his family, you know, um, you know, I tried to, to, you know, you know, dive into like, you know, personal experiences of my own that like, that might, that, sure. that, that, you know, feelings of loss and feelings, you know, the, those, those types of things. So, you know, it's a combination of like life experiences as well as, uh, films that that i'm a fan of and and you know and and sometimes you know sometimes it might not even be um a film that's like directly related to the genre you know depending on the moment you know there might be a moment within an episode that i'm like okay i want to hit this particular tone or this particular emotion and that might um inform it's a sort of research that I might be doing for that particular scene. Right. And is there a particular animated film or show from the eighties, nineties that stands out or few of them that, you know, you always remember them as being the classic, the timeless classic. Um, let's see. Uh, I mean, you know, I love nightmare before Christmas of mm -hmm. uh Miyazaki film you know Miyazaki right of stuff. course you know I mean you know I grew up in that age so it was like you know I was watching tons of anime Kira Ghost in the Shell all those kind of you know those those um types of movies I think yeah because initially you know when I was a young you know I was you know a kid I was like all into Disney 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 and then you know as I became older yeah and like in the 90s and all of a sudden i discovered anime and it was like whoa what's this you know this you know crazy sophisticated you know sort of film film language that i i you know wasn't used to seeing and just it just kind of opened my eyes to see like well there's you know there's such a range of stories that can be told in animation it doesn't all have to be about selling lunch boxes necessarily you know yeah you can also also sell action figures <laughs> of course, oh. I see a lot of similarities in that approach. Uh, obviously, Miyazaki is completely different, you know, standard of animation. His is completely mm -hmm. different style. But I, I feel that, that there was a lot of similarities in that sense, not, you know, more of an inspiration than anything else. Yeah, well, I think I think Gremlins, you know, credit to Z Chen, you know, was definitely, you know, it's a traveling it's a traveling show, which is also yeah. like very difficult in animation because every, you know, every, you know, every new episode is a whole new environment, a whole new place, yeah. you know, as opposed to your like sitcom where everything takes place in the living room, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I think a big part of it was a big, you know, something that we were really aiming to do was to show, you know, the cult, you know, Chinese culture and mythology you know, and really leaned into that and really tried to, you know, um, you know, show the, you know, show the diversity of, of the different, you know, different mythologies, the different landscapes, the different, uh, places, uh, the different people. Um, and I, you know, I was, you know, really proud of that. And, you know, I think it, you know, with Miyazaki, it's, it's Japan. So of course it's different. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think, you know, I think that when you have, um, 
when you have a, a show that's that's sort of leaning into the culture in a way that's honest, I think it just kind of comes through and it's mm. that sort of intangible um you know background thing that 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 people are are attracted to and and you know um yeah and I, and I I think I think we we did a good job of like having it feel authentic but yet at the same time having it also feel uh um western atta- yeah com- attainable and like comfortable for people you know it wasn't the audience yeah 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 has it been so, do you know if it was released in in China and if so was it received well I believe it was yeah I believe it was and I believe it was received well as well yeah 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 and actually awesome. my you know it's funny at one point my uh my wife is actually Chinese and um we had to do some like uh there was some like calligraphy or some writing that needed to be done and so I reached out to my um a friend of my father-in-law's to do some of the some of the writing or even just to do some you know just to sort of oversee and see if if it was you know if it was looking authentic and things like that and so it was kind of it was kind of interesting because my my father-in-law is a very honest guy you know so I was very curious to see you know what his impression of it was and it seemed to be it seemed to be pretty positive so that's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I did notice that there was a lot of obviously when you have two EPs, um, you know, sort of overseeing the project whose background mm-hmm. is from that part of the world. It it, may, it shows and it does show. I mean, aside mm-hmm. from the actual language being English, there's nothing right. there's nothing Western about that, you know, that that series at all in any which way. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's what we were going for. And, you know. It's, uh, I think that was, you know, that's the charm. That's definitely the charm of the show. Yeah. You mentioned your wife uh, is Chinese. Did you ever sort of come to her in the middle of the episodes when a home had said like, this is what we're working on. What do you think? Just from that cultural standpoint, even though you were not making those executive producer decisions, but just to get her input. Yeah. Every now and then I would for sure. Yeah. And she would, she would, uh, (laughs) <laughs> yeah she uh what would her reaction be she yeah because i mean well she's not really into horror <laughs> so that makes, that makes it so difficult. much that i could go to her about but, yeah but yes we would have those conversations and um yeah she i mean she just loved gizmo she was like he's so cute uh so yeah cuteness is a pretty universal <laughs> yeah universal feeling but it's yeah kind of like I would, I would baby yoda or something yes the first baby Yoda. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. They look alike in quite, you know, the years and mm-hmm. original, if you look at Yoda and the original gremlins, like, you know, there is that the ears and the similarities and it's, it's cool. It's good. It's, it's nostalgia and it's awesome. Yes, definitely. definitely. Yeah. Um, go on. Are you going to say something? No. Okay. Um, just a few more questions. Um, one, when, when the f- series was finished and you know you obviously there's a whole process of screening it and what was the initial reactions that you guys received from anybody or if there was ever a test screening uh or a studio screening what kind of 
do you remember that day when that started happening or certain experience that the audience, whichever that may be, started receiving it? Not, I'm not talking about when it's released. I'm talking about before it was completely uh, put on HBO Max. Right. I think from what I, I mean, I think we got pretty, I mean, people were pretty into it. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, like with anything you're, you, you are just hopeful that like the general audience is going to love it as much as you do. And as much Yeah. as like, as much as they do in the, you know, test screenings and whatnot, you know, and, and you know, and, and, You know, we have you know we have your your screenings with your with your executives and your screenings with 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 uh, with uh, with Spielberg as well, and and they all seem to be you know fairly positive. But I think it's there's still that like you're still waiting for like okay what 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 is it what's what's the rotten tomatoes gonna Yeah, it's gonna pretty ultimately good, actually. be. Yeah, yeah, no, we were really, really pleased with, I think that people that actually did that, you know, that saw the, the, um, saw the show had a similar reaction that, to, that, that you had, right. That it was like, they were surprised that it, we, that we went as dark as we did that we, you know, and that, um, and, uh, and yeah, I, I was really, really happy with, with, the reaction that we got, you know, in, you know, from screenings and executives and Spielberg, Yeah. as well as, you know, from the general audience. Uh, Sure. yeah. Couldn't, couldn't be happier actually. And when I, when I watch a movie or a series, I, I mean, there used to be a time when I used to watch, look at Rotten Tomatoes before, but then I stopped doing that for the, Right. it's been like almost 10 years because I, I started noticing Rotten Tomatoes start building like a preconceived Uh, you know, set up for me, like, okay, and then I'll start, oh, yeah, I understand why Rotten Tomatoes didn't like it. Like, you know what I mean? Like the critics, all the critics. Mm -hmm. Right. And now I do it afterwards just Mm to -hmm. see if I am crazy that I like this or if Right. I'm crazy, I don't like it. And I was shocked Yeah. to see um, after I finished watching it because I thought, okay, this is pretty good. This was really good series. And I, you know, 23 minute episodes times 10, you know, that's almost three and a half hours, three hours and 40 minutes. And Nice. I watched it in two different settings. And I was surprised, but I wasn't surprised that got 100% by the critics and 86% by the audience. And I was like, wow. I mean, you, you rarely see nowadays audience and critics that close. No, normally it's one way or the Right. other way. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, you know, like I said, the scripts were really great, you know, Yeah. but I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say too, you know, maybe, you know, <laughs> you know, part of it might also be like this hunger for like something gremlins, right. It's been so long and people have been so hungry for like, a, like you were saying, like a sequel. Um, and, and I found that like the, 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 the criticisms that I did see, And I, you know, it's been a while since I looked, but they seem to be kind of in the vein of like, this was great. Not, not it, it, the, the criticisms that I did see weren't like necessarily criticisms of the actual show, but were like, but were more like, this show is great, but I wish it was a the live action movie. So, you know, I'll take that. <laughs> you Mm. know, Yeah, yeah, it's like, of course. so it's like, you know, I get that. I get that. Uh, you know, that, you know, want to like have the live action movie, but this isn't a live action movie. And if 
that's the only criticism you're going to give us and i i'll take it yeah yeah and sometimes these uh, again i don't know the strategy of studio but i'm based on being in the industry and how i've seen things sometimes these kind of shows are put out there obviously because from storytelling standpoint and because mm -hmm. there's an audience for it, but also to see how it be how it does to see if there is a possibility mm. of making a live action film right mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. so uh, that would be interesting if that happened because it received really well it was a good series and i mm -hmm. I, be I believe one of the reasons it really worked aside from the nostalgia and good story was you guys went to the dark side which is something mm -hmm. that doesn't really happen you know nowadays everything is like you know there's ratings and like you know somebody might be smoking be careful there might be flashes of lights be careful so yeah it yeah. went the completely traditional way the 80s way like let's put yeah. it that way yeah yeah i mean it's like you have and it, it what's yeah i think what's kind of nice about it too is that it's kind of it's still family entertainment. It's still, yes, yes. it's still, you know, cause right, I, like you're saying, it's like, you have like kind of the, the young kid stuff and then you have anime, you have like, you know, stuff that is definitely not for kids. Right. Um, although they probably are still watching it, but what I we loved, did. loved about gremlins <laughs> and yeah, but what I loved about <laughs> gremlins is that it, it is like, it, it still is a family show, but it yeah. still has the has, still has horror and and as a kid, like I loved that kind of stuff, and I you know I loved like you know uh, you know the sort of darker kind of horror, scary kind of stuff. You know, like you know I, I, you know to me, I think sometimes you know we as a culture get get into this mode where they you feel like we can't scare kids but i think yeah. and and maybe and some kids are wired that way i have two kids of myself of my own and and you know one could handle it and one can't right but i mean you know i grew up loving like campfire you know campfire uh, ghost stories and things like that right yeah and i think that there should be you know i sh there should be even in kids programming or family programming i think that there should be a place for that and it doesn't 100%. always have to have to be, you know, uh, you know. Yeah, no, I, 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 I agree with you because it it builds them up in a different way too. Like there's other elements yeah. in life that will help them with that, right? So right, there's that right. factor too. Uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 a great series, and I I don't know if you are aware. At least I read this on Google. I could could be dead wrong. Is there a season two or that you're aware of that's being worked on that you can talk about? If not, you don't have to answer it. We can just skip the question. Yeah, I can't. I can't really say. Got yeah. it. What else are you working on? Anything exciting besides that you're able to chat about? Uh, I can't really okay. talk about it. Yeah, I just finished um, uh, supervising director on Bat Wheels, like the second second season. Um, when is that so coming that, out? That is it just recently started airing. So, and they're okay. gonna be they're gonna be re releasing them in chunks. So it's actually yeah, it's actually out right now. Um, okay, first, great. First couple episodes. And how many will there be? Ten. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. 10, okay, 12, that's awesome. Like that. Let let's let's chat about that down the road if you have time. I would love to. I'll have sure. to, obviously have yeah, to anytime. watch the series and get get on the speed with it, but would love to. Yeah, and I yeah, and I, I'm working on some other stuff too. Well, hopefully, 
hopefully later down the road i'll be able to talk about it though. obviously no problem and i understand thank you so much for your time vaughn i appreciate it and uh, thank you for having thank me you for this has been great <laughs> pleasure is all mine thank you for being on and we'll chat more for sure all right thanks a lot take care bye-bye Bye. i hope you enjoyed this episode thank you so much for watching and listening don't forget to subscribe like share and comment and do come back for another episode until then have a great day Thank you.